You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We will continue with our series entitled 10, our new series, where we are discussing about the 10 commandments and we have called this the perfect law and at the same time the perfect love. Why perfect law? Because it came from a perfect God. And why perfect love? Because God loves us so much, He put some boundaries. He put, not really because God is a KJ God, killjoy, not because God is a strict God, but the reason why God gave us this law is because He loves us so much. He doesn't want to lose any one of us. He doesn't want us to miss any of His blessings. Kaya niya ibinigay itong Ten Commandments na ito. Again, there are some issues and some controversials about the law, and a lot of people, Christians, say that we're no longer under the law, and but under grace, and that's true. Hindi na po tayo under sa batas, but it doesn't mean we can do anything under the sun. Okay? The reason why God wanted us to obey the law is not for you and me to be saved, but the reason is because we are already saved. Now we can obey the law not to be saved. We obey the law because we are already saved. And so the law serves for us right now. The law is not given for you and me to be saved. Why? Because nobody can be saved by obeying the law. Because James said, if anyone would just violate even one command, he's guilty of all. And the Bible is clear that no one is righteous, no not one, and that all have fallen short of God's glory. Kaya nga, ang law na ito, ang purpose is this. Number one, it becomes a moral standard of living. Yun po ang sinasabi ng salita ng Panginoon. The reason why God gave this law is so that you and I can be distinct. We can be different from the rest of the people, especially those who claim that they are Christians. Number one, the law was given to reveal the holiness of God. Now, sometimes when we talk about the holiness of God, iba rin nasa isipan natin. When we talk about holiness, akala natin, ito'y mabagal ka magsalita, mabagal ka maglakad, mabagal ka at ang itsura mo, kailangan, you know, wala kang ka-beauty-beauty. You know, this is not what the Bible, you know, calls about, well, uh, tells about holiness. When we talk about the holiness of God, what one thing is for sure, because God is holy, He will not ever, you know, tolerate any sin. Are you still here with me? Parang takot na kagad kayo. Introduction pa lang tong sinasabi ko. Okay, third uh, reason or purpose is to reveal our sinfulness. If God is holy and we're going to compare do sa holiness ni God, and God even commanded us to be holy because He is holy, marami na ang takot uli sa batas. And so, again, because of this, ang maganda na ito, since nobody can obey the law, then bakit pa binigay ni Lord ang law? is simply because to reveal our need for a Savior. The reason why God gave us the law is so that you and me could see, because we fall short of God's glory, you and me could see the need for a Savior. Amen. That's why we hold on to what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. And because of what He did now, at this moment, we can obey the law. You can obey the law. You know, we can all obey the law. Now, listen, listen, listen to me. Let me, let me just break some of your wrong, wrong mindset about the law. Maraming tao takot sa law dahil ang tingin kagad nila mahirap gawin. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm not saying it is easy to obey the law. But it is worth doing it. Jesus didn't die for you and me just to live an ordinary wishy-washy life. 
The reason why Jesus died on the cross is so that you and me can be empowered through the Holy Spirit so we can obey the law of God. Let me say this again. We do not do and obey the law to be saved. We do and obey the law because we are saved. And the Bible declares that the commandments of God are not grievous. Alright? Now, I want you to stand up right now. And we're going to read Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. What does it mean for the Bible to say that there is no other God? What does it mean when the Bible declares that you shall not worship any other God? Let's read it. Exodus 20, 1 to 6. Go. Let's start it. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Father, we thank you again for reminding us of these things. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a holy God and that you expect us to live holy lives. Lord, we also acknowledge and recognize we cannot do it apart from Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for doing everything on the cross 2,000 years ago. And when you shouted, it is finished, it simply means you've done your part and you have already paid the penalty of our sins. And now, through your Holy Spirit, we can obey your law. Holy Spirit, we also acknowledge you are and will always be our teacher. And this afternoon, Lord, once again, let your anointing break every wrong mindset that we have. Let your anointing break even the fear of obeying your law. Lord, even break our wrong mindsets of making any excuses just not to obey your law. And we thank you, Lord God, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we claim that freedom right now in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. You can now have your seat. Praise God. What does it mean to have no other gods before Yahweh or before the Lord? Is God insecure? Of course not. All right. Now, one of the greatest events in the history of Israel, and I agree even in the history of all mankind, was when God wrote His law on two tablestones or tablet stones. Now, the law again wasn't given to attain righteousness. Because the Bible is consistent from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It teaches us that righteousness can only be obtained by faith. Some people say that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament. The Bible declares it so solidly that God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many times lang nga, pag binabasa natin mo, especially the Old Testament, we thought that the God of the Old Testament is a cruel God. He is a strict God. Where in fact, in the New Testament, because Jesus already came, then God changed. Parabang si Lord na born again. Nagbago na siya. 
Hindi na siya stricto. This time, God becomes lenient because of His grace. No, that's not the right teaching. That is not what the Bible teaches about the righteousness of God and the holiness of God. Now, the first commandment, when it says, I am the Lord your God, I am Yahweh, your Elohim, it simply means, you know, Yahweh simply means, I am He that created everything into being. He's a powerful God, the Almighty One, the Creator of heaven and earth. Now, it, rep- it, it presents the uniqueness of God compared to other gods, especially in the Old Testament. When Israel came out of Egypt, they came from so many gods. They, 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 the background that Egypt has is that they have so many gods. Are you following me? And so when God introduced Himself, He made it clear that He is a unique God compared to the gods of Egypt and the gods of the nation around them. In the first commandment, it would teach us who we worship. But in the second commandment, it teaches us how we worship. Alright? Now, before I continue, my purpose is not to put down any group, any religion, so on and so forth. But let me just have some comparison because there is confusion in our time today about the law of God. Now, if you're going to read the original Ten Commandments. In Exodus 20, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, these are the things that you will find there. Yan yung sampung utos. You shall have no other gods before me, and so on and so forth. Kaya lang, right now, one big religious group have made their own, or let me just say, not really made their own, but have revised the original Ten Commandments. And you'll find it this way. Now, Let's just compare. So number one, sinabi, you shall have no other gods before me. It is the same true doon sa nakasulat, doon sa kanila. You know? There's a religious group na yon. Well, the challenge is this. The original second commandment was removed. And the third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God, became their second commandment. Do you follow? Alright. Now, and again, the third or the fourth, from the original, becomes, or became their third. And then after that, the last one, they divided into two and made it as the ninth and the tenth commandment para makompleto yung ten commandments. Okay? Now, that is how they did it. But since we will be focusing on the second commandment, which is yung tinanggal nila, that you shall not make for yourselves a carved image, and you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. Yun ang pag-uusapan natin. Because according to them, sabi nila, the first two are almost the same. Well, I would say not really the same, pero what we need to understand is that on the first commandment, this is where all the commandments are hinged. If we violate the first commandment, the rest will be violated. So ito yung pinaka-foundation. What's the very foundation? I am the Lord your God, and you shall not have other gods, but me. Yun lang, sold na. Yun lang, tapos na. Once na naintindihan natin yon, then we will understand that the next nine commandments will be easier to follow. Okay? Now, since the first commandment is that you shall have no other gods but me, second, he elaborated it and said, you shall not make for yourselves. Any what? Any graven image. And so when we talk about carved image, graven image, whatever that has to do with this, apart from God, 
that is what we call idolatry. Okay? Now, idolatry, again, is anything that takes the place of God in our lives. Idolatry is anything that stands between us and God. It's anything that would stop you and me from obeying and loving God. Are you following me? Idolatry is anything that even takes our time and gives everything, you know, all our efforts to it. So, again, there are some things that might be uh, playing in your minds. Well, Pastor, I don't have any idols right now. Or we're clean sabayan. We'll see as we study this. Okay? We will look at uh, what the Word of God says. And then, let's start to reflect and see where we are in this commandment. So, going back to the verse 3, it says, The Lord spoke this word, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and you shall have no other gods before me. Now, it is interesting to note when you read the whole Exodus, pag hinati-hati nyo to sa theme, you'll find it this way. The first is what God did to the Israelites. And then, after that, He gave the law. And then after that, the last part of Exodus, He gave the manner of worship. Now, what's my point? My point is simple. Before God gave the command, before God gave the law, He first did something for His people. Compared to the other gods, it's always the other way around. Usually, other gods would ask people to do something before these gods would respond to them or would reciprocate what they did to their gods. Are you following me? But God is different. What God did, He always made the first move. The Bible declares even before we love Him, He first loved us. Amen. So, ang maganda neto, kay God, Siya palagi nauna. That's why our response, when it talks about the commandments of God, when it talks about the things that God wants you and me to do, our response is not because we have to. Our response is because we're grateful that God first did a lot of things in our lives. Mas madaling sumunod nagawin ang mga bagay-bagay pag alam mo muna anong ginawa ng isang tao sa'yo. Tayo mga Pinoy, di ba? May meron tayong mindset. Bagamat mali. Yung utang na loob. Yung daw ang utang na mahirap bayaran. Tama ba? Bakit? Kasi pagka yung pinagkakautangan mo ng loob, humirit sa'yo, hindi ka makahindi. Pero pag wala pang ginagawa yun, andaling humindi. Now, Take note of that. It's the same thing with God. Once we understand what God has done in your life, it will not be hard for us to obey Him. It becomes our delight to obey Him. If you still remember when you're young, di ba, andaling sundin si tatay at si nanay, bakit? Palaging may binibili sa'yo. Tama ba? But if they don't do anything good sa inyo, at may iutos siya, susunod ka, pero masama ang loob mo. The sad part, with a lot of Christians, they say, they do not acknowledge the good things that God has done in their lives. Kaya when God tells them to do something, ang sama na loob. Yung iba yun, mag-respond naman kayo, mag-amen naman kayo. Yung iba yun, yung iba, hindi yung nandito. Bakit sa iba, madaling magbigay? Madaling magsauli ng ikapo? Kasi alam natin, yung ibinibigay at sinusauli natin, galing din sa kanya. 
Pero kung isip na, hindi, galing to sa pawis ko. Galing to sa paghihirap ko. Hirap na hirap tayo magbigay. Yung iba pala, hindi tayo. Yung iba. <laughs> and so, l- let me just challenge you. Again, let's look from the context of verses 4 to 6. What are the things can we see with that? Number one has something to do with the rule. Okay? It has something to do with the rule. Let's read it. And what's the rule? You shall not make, basahin malakas, for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, earth beneath, water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Let me ask you, what are rules for? What are rules for? Ba- bakit may mga rules? Come on. Why? Guide. That's right. Could you imagine if there are no rules? Chaotic yun. Could you imagine kung walang traffic light? Yung nga lang may traffic light na eh. Chaotic po eh. Are you following me? Rules are given so that we could have guidelines. We could have order. Right? Rules are given so that there will be no confusion. If there are no rules, there will always be confusion. That's why God said, again, number one, I'm the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods. You shall have no other gods before me. And then He said, you shall not make for yourselves. That's the rule. Huwag gagawa ng anumang wangis nakatulod ng anumang bagay sa langit, sa itaas, sa lupa, sa ilalim, maging sa tubig. At ano sabi sa sunod? Huwag kang yuyukod sa kanila. O maglilingkod sa kanila. Now, if God is our only God, then what's the need for other gods? If we say God is our God, then why do we need to have other etceteras? Eh, pastor, ano naman, sa akin naman, baka sakali, baka mali kayo eh. You see, I believe God wanted you and me to have no other gods because the gods, whatever it may be, whoever that person might be, those gods misrepresent the real God. There is always a misrepresentation. Now, pag-uwi nyo, sulat nyo lang. In Isaiah chapter 44, Verses 6 to 8, it is so clear, it was stated there, God Himself said that He is the first and He is the last. He declared in those verses that there is no other God besides Him. That none is to be compared to Him. It's so clear that no gods can declare even the future. Right? Walang Diyos ang pwede magdikta kung ano mangyayari sa inaharap. Si Lord lang ang pwede gumawa noon. In fact, as far as God is concerned, He had already declared your future. That's why you don't have to look at your horoscope. <laughs> Ang iyong bituin. Cancer. Magkakasakit ka, di nagagaling. Are you following me? Now, just come to think of it. If we say that there's only one God, and we believe our God, and we trust our God, 
then why do we need to have other gods beside Him? Now, again, if you're going to continue reading on Isaiah, basahin yung sa bahaya, kasi wala akong much time na isa-isahin yun dun eh. Pero part of that, Isaiah 44, verses 6 to 8, then he continued and said, And there was this one carpenter who would cut a tree and clean it up. And he would just, you know, make things out of that tree. Now, kung pumunta niyo in verse 15 ng Sahame, then it becomes fuel for man. Ano yung sabihin fuel? Panggatong. Okay? He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Di lang panggatong. Paluto pa. Also, he makes a god and worship it. Now, this sounds ridiculous. A tree is planted. Somebody would cut it. Somebody would, would burn it to keep him warm, to cook some food. And the rest, he will make it as an idol to be worshipped. Nakita niyo ba ganyan ang tingin niyo sa akin? Magbabasa pa lang tayo. Also, he makes a god and worship it. He makes it an idol and falls down before it. Now, isn't this confusion? Come to think of it. Diba? It sounds that something is wrong. Are you still here? Now, ito pa, verse 16. Half of it, he burns in the fire. Over the half, he eats meat. He roasts it. And is satisfied. Also, he warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm. I have seen the fire. Now look at verse 17. It says, And the rest of it he makes into a god. His idol. He falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my God. How can that man, after doing everything, that needs to be done with a tree, makes an idol, and then prays to it, and say, deliver me, for you are my God. How can he ask this God to deliver him, if even that God was not able to deliver himself from being caught? <laughs> so there's misrepresentation, there's confusion. Now, eh, I'm worshiping the money. Now, Isa akin naman, Pastor, tinago ko naman, nandun naman sa cabinet ko eh. Now, listen. Listen, listen. Ah, la, ah, ano lang? Oh, sige, ano tayo? Okay. Pag ngayon, oh. Maring tinago niyo lang. Okay? Tino, naintindihan ko, tinago. Pero ito lang isipin niyo. Kung ayaw na ni Lord na gumawa ka, yun pa kaya magtago ka? Isabi e, nga, huwag kang gagawa. Eh, hindi naman ako gumawa. O oh, nga, hindi nga ikaw gumawa. Tinago mo naman. I mean, e, it sounds funny, but, but just try to, try to think about it. There's confusion. Eh, pero pastor, honestly, I don't worship, you know, it just reminds me. It reminds me lang. Kunyari, you know, if I, if I would go abroad, you know, and I, I'd leave my family, you know, their picture reminds me of them. Yeah, you're right. Your family reminds you of them when you're far away. But trust me, your God never leaves you nor forsake you. He's always with you. So what's the need for a reminder? If you want some reminders, the Bible says yung kanina sinabi ni Ray, every time you partake of the bread and drinks of the cup, you what? Remember the Lord's death 
until He comes. If you wanted to be reminded of God, then partake of the communion. But pastor, you know, mine is different than money. Because see, you know, I, I, again, yeah, I would admit it's a reminder. But in the same way, you see, when your loved one dies, you need to have something to remind you of them. Again, I come in agreement with you. You need something to remind you of your loved ones. But your loved ones died. Your God does not die. Yeah, he died once, but on the third day, he rose again. And he, he was never dead ever, ever since. So you can never say, you need something to remind you because you're, you know, it would remind you of a dead loved ones. No, it's not. Are you still here with me? Now, look at this. Let's just jump in verse 19. It says, No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burn in the fire and also bake bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten. And shall I, and shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Alam niyo ko na yung abomination? Karumaldumal. Sa harapan ng Diyos. Kaya yung mga idols, karumaldumal to sa harapan. And then he said, Shall I fall down before a block of wood? Ako ba yuyukod? Sa isang kapirasong kahoy. Ano sinasabi na ito? And then, you know, in Numbers 21, verse 8, I love this. It said, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. That's the rule. He said, God, God was telling us, don't make any image any graven, carved image of any likeness in heaven, earth, under the earth, don't you even, even bow down or serve them? Why? Because these are useless things. Even Romans one twenty five is clear. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve what? The creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. They exchange the truth, worship, and serve the creature rather than the Creator who is really blessed forevermore. Because God has given the rule, we need to understand, aside from there's confusion, it's chaotic, there's misrepresentation, and so on and so on. What's the reason behind why did God say you shall not make any graven image of any likeness and that you shall not worship nor serve them? Why? Simple, because the Bible says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Period. When the Bible talks about jealousy and that it pertains to God, it's, the, it's different from the jealousy that human would normally feel. Diba? If you're going to ask some people, whether it's a mag-asawa or even mag-shota, hey, ba't ka ba nagsiselos? Eh, anong magagawa ko? Eh, love na love ko kasi siya eh. Right? That's what we normally hear. But let me just say this with love. You see, human jealousy, listen to this. I'll say this with love. Human jealousy is not a sign of love, but a sign of insecurity. If you're secured with your spouse, if you're secured with your jowa, Wala kang dapat ipagselos. But of course, there are so many reasons kung bakit. I don't have much time to explain all those. But, you know, of course, there are reasons. 
many reasons, not just insecurity, but there are many reasons why people are jealous of something or somebody. But when we talk about the jealousy of God, this is not out of insecurity. The reason why the Bible said that God is a jealous God is simply because He loves you so much and He wants the very best for you. The reason, listen to this, the reason or one of the reasons kung bakit hindi natin may enjoy the fullness of God's blessing is because we always disobey God. It's because sometimes instead of trusting God and putting our hope in God, we put it on somebody else or something else. I mean, please, please understand me. I, I cannot really comprehend, I cannot understand why some Christians would say that they believe in God, that God is powerful and nothing too hard, and yet ang daming paswerte sa bahay. <laughs> I cannot really fully understand that. Sometimes I'd hear Christians say, you know, I know, I believe God holds my future. Tapos may mga rappers sa bahay nila. Help me, help me understand. I cannot understand this. Ang tawag doon, pag nagmimix na ang iba't ibang paniniwala, ang tawag doon, syncretism. Wala na tayong pinagkaiba sa ibang bansa na si Jesus isa lamang sa mga milyon-milyon nilang Diyos-Diyosan. Yeah, they believe in Jesus, but Jesus is just one of the million gods they have. You know, when we talk about jealousy and it pertains to God, this is not out of a distrust, yung kawalan ng pagtitiwala, not out of suspicion, hindi dahil nagsususpecha si Lord, na in the first place, alam niya lahat. Hindi siya nagsususpecha, alam niya. Kung to totoo, hindi. You know, yung jealousy about God, it has nothing to do na naiinggit siya sa iba. No! I always say this, God without us is still God. Nothing will change. But the reason why God gave us these commandments is because He loves you so much. He doesn't want you to be destroyed because of disobedience. That's the reason why. Not because insecure or, or, or whatever. Now, when jealousy is used for God, number, there are three reasons. Number one is that this is the attribute that demands exclusive devotion. At this, sinabi ko last week, yung asawa mo, hindi mo papahiram sa iba. Tama ba? You know, when we talk about, parang ganito yan, di ba, last week, may mga bagay ka, hindi mo papagamit, hindi papagamit yung toothbrush mo sa kaibigan mo, kahit best friend mo yan. In the same way, the Bible declares, God owns you. He loves you so much. And He doesn't want the enemy to use us. Amen! It's an attitude of anger against all who, who, who opposes God. Yun yung jealousy niya. It, it's the energy that He expends on vindicating His people. Now, the Bible declares, you are the apple of His eye. Alam yung tingin sa ni Lord, Tong apple. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, di ba? Ang sino mang kumantisan nyo, prick the apple of his eye. No wonder the Bible says, you pray for your enemies. You bless those who hurt you. Bakit? Well, why did the Bible says, vengeance is not yours. I will repay. Says, why did he say that? Because he's so jealous of you. I believe with those things, God deserves praise for that. Yeah. 
Now sometimes we're having a hard time really believing this. Why? Because of our human experiences with those, well, with the people whom we love. Misa may mahal na mahal ka. Mahal ko siya. Mahal niya ay iba. <laughs> o mahal mo, tas nilaglag ka bigla. Now, it may happen to all of us, but not with God. Our God is a faithful God. Amen. And that's the reason why He wants you and me to be faithful to Him also. Are you still here? So, when we talk about idolatry, it's the competitive rivalry to the honor and glory due God. When we give the honor and glory to other things apart from God, trust me, that is an idol. You may not have the graven images of anything like in heaven, earth, under the earth. We may not have those things right now. Yeah, I, I want to agree. But sometimes we make idols of other things. Sometimes we make job as our idol. Sometimes we make other people as, an, as our idols. Pag hindi si pastor nag-preach, hindi umaten. Baka basagin si pastor. Are you still here with me? Do you understand what we're saying here? Why would God, uh, why is God angry with that? Listen, Psalm 115, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name. Give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. The reason why God... Now, look at this. Just, just at verse 1, it's done. It says, the glory, don't give it to anyone else, but only to God. Now, don't get me wrong. If people would praise you because of what you did, the good things you did, that's fine. And you're well, minsan pa kaya tayo, uy, nabilis ako sa... Hindi ako yun, sila. Man! Ikaw yung nakita niya, hindi masama. The Bible says you give praise to whom praise is due. And when people praise you, nothing is wrong with that. As long as you know how to respond, that the praise you receive, you give it back to God. Di pag pinuri ka, uy, yung galing mo ako pa. Yun ang binabasag. Are you still here with me? And then look at verse 2. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Diba? Old Testament, pagkaginegera, oh, asa yung Diyos yung magliligtas sa inyo. Ganun ang issue nila. Oh, ngayon, walang gera. Pero pag may problema, oh, asa na yung Diyos na nagpe-pray kang pagkagalingin ka, oh, asa na, asa, oh, oh. oh Tingin mo yung tsura mo, isang bulatin na lang yung hindi pumipirma sa'yo. Huh? Asa na yung pinagmamalaki mong magsaysay? Oh, asa na, asa na, asa na. Oh. And haven't you noticed many times in our lives, nalalagay tayo sa sitwasyon, na kung sino yung inaasahan mo, ah, hindi ako papahindihan nito, yun ang humihindi sa'yo. Why? Because God is teaching us something. Where is their God? Now, look at how they answered. Our God is in heavens. He does all that He pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouth, but they have eyes, but they have ears, but noses, but they have hands, but feet, but and they do not make any sound in their throat. Why is God angry with idolatry? 
Because of verse 8. Because those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Yung gumagawa ng Diyos Diyosan at yung sumasamba ng Diyos Diyosan will be like them. They have mouth but can't speak. Have eyes but can't see. Sometimes nakikita nila sa Bible kung sinasabi. But because they're used to their idols, they can see. They, they have eyes but they cannot see. They cannot accept it. Why? Because we become what we worship. That's why I love the scripture Karina is giving. You cannot serve two masters. We become what we worship. You worship money, you'll become what? Like money. Diba anin termino natin? Mukang? Bakit? Eh halos yun nasambahin eh. Minsan kasabay lang natin, pero hindi natin naintindihan bakit. But there's a truth behind that. Are you still here with me? And lastly, we have the rule, we have the reason. Now, what is the result? Now, let the Bible speak of the result or the repercussions. If we will start to have idols in our lives, this is what will happen. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandment. Now, listen. God, big G, or God's, small g, will not just affect us, but it will affect the next generations. Have you ever heard of the generation curse? Ano yung sakit ng lolo, sakit ng tatay, sakit ng anak? Kano yung kasalanan ng lolo, kasalanan ng tatay, kasalanan ng anak? Eh nagtataka, ay naku, ay likas na sa kanila yan. Ay normal na yan sa kanila. Hmm? Misa tataka tayo, bakit? But nangyayari yun. These are what we call generational curse. And this is because of disobedience. It affects not just us, but even the next generations. Akala lang natin, ganun lang yun. Ay, ano lang talaga, ano yan, uh, what do you call that, yung pagkasakit, yung um, hereditary. Ay, nasa dugo na nila. Ay, nasa dugo na. Okay, tanggapin ko na, nasa dugo ko pala eh. <laughs> Where in fact, we can do something about that. We can cut it. We can cut it. And the good news is this. When you come under the Lordship of Jesus and you surrender your life to Jesus and made Him the Lord of your life, you know what? That curse is caught. Why? Because, you know, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Christ became a curse for us so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon you. Amen! Praise God. It will always affect the next generation. So I want you to take this home. That God is one and only. And there's no other. Kumbinsihin nyo ng sarili nyo. There is no other except God. You know what's Jesus? He is the Son of God. He is the one who created everything in His life. He could take the honor and the glory to himself. He can do that. Why? Because he's God. But you know what he did? Look at this. Because in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. What did he do? He made himself nothing. 
taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. I mean, he could take all the glory, but he did not. He humbled himself. And then it says, And being found in human form, he humbled himself, and by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. And because of what he did, in response, what did the Father do? Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth, under the earth, every tongue confess that Jesus... Now, look at this. I love this. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to His glory. No. Still to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And that's the reason why He lived here on earth. And we always say he lived a life that we ought to live and die the death we ought to die. He was buried for three days, but on the third day he rose again, proving that he is the Son of God. And now he offers forgiveness and salvation. He can brag about that. But no, he still has this heart. He points to the Father, the glory and the honor. Why? Because God deserves all the praises. Amen? Come on, let's just all stand up on our feet. Praise God. Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness. We just want to thank you, Lord God. There is none like you. None is to be compared with you. There's no one beside you. Would you just worship the Lord? Lift up your hands. Just worship the Just tell Him who He is in your life. Declare His greatness, His majesty. Declare that no God can be equal to Him. Nothing, no one can stand beside him that he himself said I will not give my glory to any other gods not because God is insecure not because God is envious but simply because God knows who he is and what he can do let's not misrepresent God let's not create confusion not even in our minds there is only one God there's no other else. Father God, we thank you. We praise you.